Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode. We are here with Scott Royal Smith, of course, yours truly, owner of Royal Legal Solutions. I'm an asset protection attorney, entrepreneur, real estate investor. I'm here with Megan Templeton, who is very much cut from the same cloth uh, as me. You guys all know Megan, a know and lover, I'm sure. She's going to be uh, talking to us here today um, about. <laughs> blockchain. We're going to be talking about how is blockchain affecting real estate investing um, and what are the things that we need to know about coming up down the pipe because it's not super big right now. There's a couple of platforms that are getting into it, but we anticipate in the next couple of years that this will be a major shift in how people are doing real estate because you're getting crazy like clear to close times. You're moving from like 30 to 60 day clear to close to like five. And that's like an ultimate power. We know that like faster transactions are moving. That's the way that people are ultimately going to be shifting in the future. So let's get ahead of the curve, see how it might impact us uh, with what we're doing with our investments. So Megan, um, thanks so much for uh, offering to uh, you know get deep into the, the knowledge here today. I know that you don't, you're not the foremost expert on everything there is blockchain, um, but as blockchain relates to real estate investing, um, you know, I know enough about it to be dangerous and that there's, you know, maybe like our, our audience here is going to have some great questions for us or maybe their own personal knowledge that they can weigh in um, to be able to help level up. Um, our skill sets on it. So from a high level, Megan, um, what, what is it that you see in how blockchain is affecting real estate and what's going to be important for us to, uh, to know about what those impacts might look like? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so, you know, blockchain has been something that's been around for a while now, but it has existed primarily in the crypto world. So you were seeing people use it for things like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all of these various monetary forms that have come up. Uh, and so what blockchain really is, is it's just a digital ledger. It is a way for things for people to accomplish transactions quicker. So, yes, that falls into the money realm really easily. But now we're seeing it transition into real estate. And so that's where it's going to really impact us because you're going to see as companies move to blockchain models. And right now there are a couple platforms that do it, but I think we'll see more in the next one to two years. But as we make that switch, you're going to see things like clear to close go down because you're going to have smarter contracts. I mean, there's going to be less human error. There's going to be less humans involved overall. I mean, it really is going to speed up this process. You're going to need less capital investment to get involved in things. So it's going to open up the world of new investments to different investors who previously the capital investment may have been a barrier to entry. Um, and you're also just going to see different types of investments inside of this. I mean, now you're going to possibly be able to use crypto to purchase these properties or to purchase these notes. And so it really is going to expand what you can invest in and how quickly you can get into it. So I think it's going to make a huge impact. It's an emerging field, and I think we'll continue to see it grow. Awesome. Again, so there's three main pieces in here that I tagged, which is around like what's going to be, it's going to impact our speed of like how fast can transactions happen potentially can impact like our cap different types of levels of capital investment because maybe with like purchasing things on the blockchain, you can actually just invest like a hundred dollars versus saying like, Hey, I need to put $50,000 into like any particular deal. Yeah. Um, and then it can also impact like the different types of investments you could do this with. Maybe you could do it with real estate notes, et cetera, but you can also do it with different forms of currency. Like you could be purchasing with crypto currency instead of purchasing directly with dollars. Was, was did I get those right? It's like, those are the three main topics. Yeah, I think those are the three big ones. If I was going to add another one, it's that it's going to really change compliance levels because there's less human error. You're going to see things move quicker because there's less human error, but you're also going to see a lot of people not, the regulations are going to go up, but they're going to be easier to comply with because of this blockchain technology. So compliance is going to be an issue we're going to be looking at and seeing that now it's going to be a heck of a lot easier than the way they're doing it currently. So I think those are the four main ones. The three that you tapped on though, I think are going to be the most prevalent that hit 
our, our audience though. Cool. So like in terms of the compliance field, you're thinking like, hey, there might be more, there's going to be more regulation, but the regulations themselves are going to standardize. Uh, so that way it's actually going to be easier to move through because, hey, it's not how complex the regs are. It's how how much custom things do I have to do with any one deal? And if everything's super standard, then, hey, I don't, it doesn't matter. I only have to craft it once, right once, and then that's going to work for all the transactions. Is that yeah, right? That's, that's exactly right. I mean, anytime you have new tech, you're going to see new regulations and new compliance standards coming out. But because of the way blockchain operates and it is so standardized, it's going to make compliance much easier. You're going to see new ones, but it's going to make it much easier, easier to understand and easier to operate inside of, which is going to speed up things and make things feel more secure. And with, you know, any security we can find as investors, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. I got to love me some security. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about here from like the top to bottom here. Like what's going on with like the speed. So what is it about that? Um, what is it about blockchain um, that allows it to be able to have like a five day clear close versus like a 30 day clear close? Yeah, so you've got these things, they're calling them smart contracts. And so instead of traditionally you're doing a paper trail, or even if it's digital, you're passing it back and forth, there's multiple parties involved, they're checking boxes, they're checking, you know, even down to grammar and all of these things that it can impact you legally if they're done poorly. Well, with smart contracts, it's almost much more templatized. And so they can go in, they can say, you know, click one, two, three, done. Your contract is out the door, which means the lender gets it quicker. The lender, whoever you're working with, is able to deal with it much faster and know that it is correct because it's gone through a blockchain sequence where it's been verified by the technology. Um, so taking that human aspect out of it is really what's speeding it up. Yeah, so like, so that's part of the speed is actually part of what, like number four here when we're like, oh, cool, well, there's going to be more regs, but more standardization. We're also talking about the contracts and the flow of like, what are the, all of the things that have to happen to have a clear close? Those will become more standard. And then blockchain yeah. can say, great, those are either fulfilled or not fulfilled. And then the yeah. technology lets us lever that to say, great, as long as it's standard, technology can lever it. And then when they lever it, that makes it simpler and quicker for us. Yeah, send it straight through. So, I mean, you're really going to see a dramatic increase in the time it takes to get stuff done. Yeah, a dramatic decrease. In the decrease. Time. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, dramatic, dramatic decrease because of that. Because that's more standardized, right? Yeah. So, yeah. we can actually probably, I think we would probably also see like higher levels of quality right? Because Absolutely. there's less room for error, but it also means that we can do things that are going to be more sophisticated and better for us all overall. Uh, but because they're standardized, it might give us like higher access to quality that we'd otherwise have. Now that means it's more homogenous, like how are transactions going to go? We expect it like saying, well, great, well, there's probably going to be less flexibility with yeah. how things are going to fly with it. Um, but the payoff that we get for that is speed and that the speed to be able to close on the transaction. Um, is going to be uh, is going to be like the real deal maker in here. Is that right? That's what I would think I would foresee. Absolutely. I mean, you're just going to see a quicker market all around. I mean, I, you know, by the time you can speed up the the purchasing process, you're going to see that the in like the research process is going to go quicker. People are going to be moving on these much faster. Now, I think inside of that, because we are standardizing things, you're also going to see people start to get a little bit more creative. You're going to see new realms of investment because it opens up more like bandwidth to be able to find these types of things. And so, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff in Australia right now around this that I think is very interesting. There's a platform particularly there that focuses on real estate and blockchain. And so inside of that, what they're doing, they're taking, they're like, okay, well, how 
how can we invest in, you know, like offshore things that previously, you know, it's an unmanned island. How can we get in on that? And so I think you're going to see a lot of new things come out of this because we're able to take it and standardize it and make sure it is more secure. Yeah, I would think so. Like the moment that you can standardize um, on the uh, way that, that transactions themselves are going to flow, then all of that extra brain space, all that extra time, people are going to turn into what? More money, right? Yeah. That's so yeah. like, how do you find more opportunity? What does more yeah. opportunity look like? Because now I'm not bogged down with like more paperwork and I'm going to shuffle back and forth. I can go out and find more. So yeah. it might be like even a piece to us that helps on the, the transaction <clears throat> on um, just like the, the clear close size, but we'd say like, great, great. This will actually make it easier for us investors because now we're able to focus more time on where's the opportunity, where can we make money and less time on the paperwork. That's exactly right. And I was talking to a guy about this the other day and he was saying how it's also going to open up just opportunities, even as far as in, in international investments go, because now, you know, investing internationally can be overwhelming and burdensome because you are dealing with multiple compliance systems, multiple different contract systems. Well, now that standardized, I can buy per- property in the Philippines and it's going to be much easier. And I'm going to know that it's done correctly. So I, it really is going to broaden the scope of what folks can get involved with. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I mean, right. Because like, then you don't have to go ahead and like, okay, quite have my American attorney that has to talk to my Filipino attorney. And then they have to make sure that they all understand each other. And how is all this going to work with like how the documents are written and how do you really know it's on a blockchain, you know, that it's actually pre-approved at a high level of like, here's going to be the way the legal transaction has to work into it. And, and that will have not just you and one other attorney looking at it, right. It's actually hundreds or thousands of attorneys that are looking at this thing to be able to say, great, is this actually the way it needs to fit to be like a standardized, repeatable, scalable way for people to do transactions? Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to cut your transaction costs down, right? Now you don't have that attorney in the Philippines, that attorney in the U.S. And so you're automatically reducing your costs. Well, now you've got more bandwidth to go out and invest in more things that are going to make you money. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I mean, that's just as true though, is like, if I'm like in Texas though, when I want to invest in a property in Virginia, I might not know everything about like Virginia law. You know, I might be winging it a little bit about like what could come over there, right? If you're the average real estate investor, a lot of times you're not investing in a ton of legal compliance work for what you're doing, right? Because that cuts into your margins too much um, to do that. So you start making like, well, maybe I don't have to look at that as deeply as as I might want to, but it doesn't make sense from a dollars and cents approach. So I just, you know, whatever. But if you had a blockchain out, just like you're buying a property internationally, probably helps you domestically just as much. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, the access is just going to be mainstream and it's going to be much more interesting and see where it goes. I mean, you know, if you look back 10 years when crypto was just getting started, people didn't understand what you could purchase with it. You didn't, there's a hundred thousand different types of crypto at this point. Things just keep growing and evolving. And so what blo- using blockchain and real estate is going to open up for investors, I think it's going to be huge. I mean, we're going to have a 10 year retrospective and 10 years from now and be like, I can't believe we used to do real estate this way. Uh, so I think it's going to be huge. I, I do think it's going to take a little time to get rolling, but I'm excited for it. Very cool. So let's let's talk a little bit about like the capital investments and like how would blockchain end up changing like what our type of capital investments would need to be to be able to get involved in real estate. I think it's like typically we're thinking here, I think that it's going to actually lower the amount of yep. money that you would need to put into play to be able to be involved. Is that yep. right? Yeah, it's going to lower the burden that you have to put in. I mean, now you can have much, many, like a bunch more people involved for a much lower entry rate, right? Because you're able to facilitate that large group investing. And even inside of that, if you're able to make these transactions much less expensive, then, you know, you're going to see that it's easier to purchase a property outright because there's not any costs that go into it. So overall, your capital investments are going to be reduced. And so that's going to give you more bandwidth for more fun things. 
And then do you see um, with that about like, would you anticipate that as like people are able to um, be, be involved in a, in a deal with less amount of money in that, that we'd see like greater diversification? And because now it's, it's like, great, well, I actually can, I can be involved in, I can be involved in commercial buildings and apartments and notes and all these different types of investments that I might want to get involved into, but I just don't have enough capital to, um, uh, or it just makes it where it's like, I, I actually can now because of uh, being able to, I don't have to invest as much to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it allows you to play the market a little bit easier, right? Without the burden of thinking, oh, I've got all my eggs in this one basket. I've got to invest X amount to get into this. Well, now you can you play around with it a little bit more. Not to say that you need to make less wise investments, but it does give you the opportunity to get a little more creative what you're doing and see what works for your portfolio. Yeah, because there is something different, right, between like paper trading and actually pushing money in, right? Mm -hmm. So like this might be a way to actually have that like place where you can actually take those like little micro steps of like, cool, well, I've I've looked at notes. I've seen how notes can go, but I only want to risk $5,000 in notes. I don't want to go ahead and push like 100K into having to actually outright buy all these notes. I just want to put like a few of them and see how it performs over time so I can move from paper trade to actual trade. If that's, a, if that's a stock term, what you do, like when you invest in stocks, just for everybody that might be listening to this, is the first thing that you do is like you paper trade. Like I'm going to buy 100 shares of GE here and then like, cool, I was going to sell it here, right? So you can actually track it just of like how well could I have done with my investing strategy had I just had it on, on paper and, and noodle it out, like what would my returns be? And the way a zero risk way of like being able to experiment with it. But there's a different human element that happens when you go from paper trade to actual trades. And that's where like all of the emotions get tied into it and a bunch of other behaviors start to shift, right? So look, working at blockchain, this might be like a way um, that's opening up for people to, um, to be able to move into having experience in an asset class with low risk, but have real experience that is uh, in line with actual dollars. Um, so that way they can feel more comfortable about growing into the different asset classes. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, when we talked about like um, uh, different types of investments, uh, that used, we talked about like maybe different types of investments, like opening up, what were you envisioning there? Yeah. I mean, you know, right now when you imagine investing in a property, it's, you're going to have a private money lender, you're going to have a residential loan, a commercial loan, or you're going to use just cap cash you've got on hand, right? Well, now with things like blockchain, you can pull in things like cryptocurrencies and there's a hundred, there's so many versions of those and they keep growing. And so you're going to have things like crypto. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that even expanded into more of like a barter system at some point. I've read a couple articles about that. With blockchain, I mean, it might be easier to like say, hey, I'm going to swap property A for property B that you've got because I'm really interested in it. So I don't know a ton about that realm, but I've seen a couple articles talking about how using this very transparent technology is going to open it up to alternative methods. Crypto being the main one that's talked about, but there might be a barter concept that comes into play. Yeah, there's a whole realm of like, where can you take uh, cryptocurrency, right? And then just use that to be able to... Um, uh, to be able to purchase assets, right? There's a, there's a whole another sector of like, there's all the question too of like, well, should I be investing in crypto, right? Yeah. Which I think is a really different kind of uh, analysis, right? Yeah. Like investing in crypto has to do with like, what is your faith in crypto, like future regulations around crypto? Um, what do you, do you see it as like an inflationary hedge versus like you actually just doing um, finance, like uh, paper trade, like trading, currencies like you would any other currencies like if I was buying you know euros or something like that some people yeah. are treating like that like there's another type of forex and you know, a type of trading um like how would you how does crypto fit 
into your life like at an all is like a different like question. Um, but the fact that you're going to be, you know, we've already moved, you know, Visa already has like a card that's a crypto card for you to buy mm-hmm. stuff with, right? Yeah. Like, I think we've all seen the commercials for that, right? So yeah. Visa is already on deck with saying we are going to launch an entire financing product around crypto. Um, that would probably tell us that like, well, crypto is actually here to stay. There's not, not a question. There's probably not going to be a question around that from the people that spend way more money than and have better information than we <laughs> could. Yeah. Like what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, so then the question of you guys is like, how does it fit into our lives? Right. And, yeah. and well, can it fit into our lives in a powerful way? And so in, inside of that space, are you seeing much uh, Megan with, um, uh, with anything that would say like, Hey, w- w- if we get involved inside of like the crypto and, and the blockchain, um, especially with like in cryptocurrencies and involved in real estate, are you seeing anything on the horizon that gives us any type of like strategic advantage, um, on our, on our protection or otherwise from an investing realm of being able to look into, uh, in crypto as it would relate to anything we're doing with real estate, or is that not really come apparent yet? Yeah, I mean, we've got clients right now who are heavily invested in crypto and they use the structures we set up to hold that crypto investment. Um, and so I think that's an important thing for us to note is you've got, we have actively got folks who are learning, researching, purchasing these various forms of crypto and they want to protect them from a lawsuit because right now, if they were unprotected, someone gets litigated against your crypto's at risk. And that's not something, you know, you want to protect it. And so, you know, I, th- I think that's important for us to note is as we get into crypto a little bit more, and like I said, I think that's going to be a field you're going to see grow. Even you mentioned Visa, PayPal is already working on a, a crypto asset at this point. Um, and so as that continues to grow, it's the idea of, yes, what does crypto look like for me? What am I going to invest in? How does it change? What's it going to look like? But how do I protect it? You know, I can do all this research. I can figure out what it is. At the end of the day, though, if I purchase it and don't protect it and it goes out the door, I've wasted my time. Um, so I think it's important for us to, you know, as these new technologies come out, always be evaluating, well, how does it also fit into my current structure? Where do I place it? So I think things like utilizing a, a child series, the DST or a series, uh, series LLC, it's going to be important to recognize that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever the protection structure that anybody like might have set up, um, just because something like we anonymize all of our entity structures and we anonymize all of our assets, right? Um, But what that means is like when the law, but when the lawsuit actually happens, if they go all the way through and get to the judgment, right? Now there's like a post-trial discovery where then the court will push you questions about like, what are your, what are the assets that you have, right? So at that point, you have to disclose under penalty of perjury, what assets that you would have, right? So people are like, well, my crypto, it's totally hidden from me or totally hidden over here, right? Like nobody can find that I have it. I have to have like a private code to be able to get into it. It's not associated with my name. Well, that's a lot in the same way all of your assets are, right? If you're a current client working with us and we use a different strategies to be able to do that with real estate and company structures. Um, But, and when it comes into that post-trial discovery, you have to commit perjury if you're not going to tell them about your crypto. So the right thing to do is, is of course, have all of the anonymity in place because that's how we stop the lawsuits before they start is by making it look like you qualify for food stamps on paper if anybody ever looks into you. And if they go through all of the processes and they go pay the $50,000 to take the case all the way through trial, do you get this? At the end of the day, the company structure is your last line of defense to be like, cool, you still can't get to it because of the company structure that we had put in place. And that's the reason why, even with great anonymity, you still have to have a company structure because you don't want to be in a place to wonder about, hmm, should I risk jail time so that way they don't find out about my crypto? 
right? Or they don't find out about this thing. You don't want to be in that spot. It's not a smart place to be. Should never risk going to jail. Like into yeah. it. Should not be. Shouldn't be part of the analysis. You can game plan it out ahead of time and be able to make sure you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know one of the questions we, we've gotten about this whole idea of investing in crypto is, well, how do I actually put it inside my structure? It's not a house that I title. You know, what does that look like? And so there are different wallet systems to navigate. So if this is something I think our audience is interested in, get with our attorneys. We've got some experience navigating this, and you know, anytime we need to do research, we'll figure it out for you. But there's there's always a way to protect it. It is just figuring out what that looks like because it's not a typical asset like a property. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's, it's just making sure you've got the anonymity on the top and then you've got the protection on the bottom. Awesome. Well, thank you, Megan, uh, so much. Um, I think everybody learned uh, a ton uh, from today. Um, and I look forward to having you uh, join us in here uh, for our next installment with updates from you. Yeah, thanks, Scott.